Welcome back to the Wagon Whip Podcast, everybody. Hey, yo. Back at it. Back at it this week. Full cruise here. Here we go. Feeling out. a little alive. Hanging today. out with the new parents. It's so much fun. Yeah. New parents. Baby's asleep again. We've we've been uh, knock on wood lucky with podcast timing Wait. on this. Oh gosh, don't jinx us, Steve. This is our Cecilia's first podcast. I think it's her second. It's right? her second because okay. yeah, last last yeah, week. Yeah, she was in the room. Oh, that's true. She's yeah, in the she's room. She's in the right room now. tonight. She's, she's in the sleeping. house. Yeah. Cecilia right. in the house. But yes, she is sleeping. And um, let me just get it out of the way right now. Sorry for the crackling in the background, my people. Not, I am it's not crackling anymore. Oh, okay. We just had an off off audio podcast or off audio conversation about how I'm cooking while we're setting up for the podcast and there's like the water running, the oven going, the the stove top crackling. A lot of stuff going on. Stuff going on right now. A lot of stuff going on. And a lot of stuff going on in the world of golf. I know. <laughs> right. I'm no. sorry, Scotty. Let's just talk no. golf. Let's no. do it. But so, uh, we can so talk cooking. You want to just yeah. change? It? <laughs> we yes. Had, uh, we had some heavyweights go at it Sunday. Brooks and Rory in the final group at Brooks the uh, w, uh, w GC GC Memphis. That's right. Brooks and Rory final group. It was leading up to be a big day on Sunday. Uh, unfortunately, Roy McIlroy could not putt. <laughs> well, fortunately for Brooks Kepka, but uh, Rory just faded fast. I mean, I think this is really kind of the only story out of the WGC tournament. I mean, two heavyweights going at it. It's a fun Sunday to watch that. Good to see kind of one and two going back. I hope we get more of this stuff. Uh, but, you know, coming off of Port Rush, I was Roy played well, struck the ball well, but I was kind of hoping for some more... Uh, Kind of hoping for some more fireworks from him on Sunday. Didn't get that. Uh, no. All Brooks on Sunday yeah. played solid, and uh, and here we go off off and running. And uh, Brooks finally wins a tournament that's not a major. <laughs> it's uh, crazy, right? Crazy. So his ratio is what three and four right now. Four majors, three PGA Tour tournament wins, I believe. This one CIMB. Yeah, I believe it's three and four. Yeah, I'll double check that, but. Uh, you know, props to Brooks. He obviously, I think he had a little left in the tank. He was a little pissed off about how he didn't make that many putts down the stretch of Port Rush. And if he had, he, he felt like he was striking the ball that well. Mm-hmm. And, and comes out this week and wins. What did you make of his warm-up time? Okay, so this is the biggest story in the <laughs> golf on Sunday. His warm-up yeah. time. Yeah. 45 minutes. So it, this happened before. He was criticized for this uh, Correct. at the Travelers. Correct. When he only showed up 45 minutes before. So, I don't know. I don't have a clock on Brooks Kepka every time he shows up to the tournament. But now there's going to be one. But I do have a big take on this. But I'm gonna, I'm, I've am gonna. i been talking a lot, so I'm going to let you talk about the tournament. All right. So, Scotty, we'll, well, into, well, what's your we'll take? We'll get into Brooks and his warm-up time. Well, I, I want to hear it. Just you get into it. keep going? Yeah, just keep yeah. going. Okay. So, I don't. I, here's the only, I don't care how long it takes to warm up. I think it's fine if it takes if he wants to show up 45 minutes before and that's his routine. That's fine. I don't know that that's actually his routine. Yeah. Because I feel like we would have heard about it longer, but or, or previously, and in more uh, frequently. But so he shows up for some tournaments 45 minutes before, and then this tournament. I think the big thing is is he kind of commented like. Okay, that's my normal routine. It's Sunday. I've been playing golf all week. Like, why would I need to show up more than forty-five minutes before? Like, right. oh, I don't, like it doesn't I don't, mean anything right. to him. 
And some of the criticism that's, is, that's does silly. he care about other tournaments besides majors? Because like, oh, well, why doesn't he show up? And, you know, he doesn't show up to play. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't play as well. He only has three PGA Tour tournament wins. And his sort of MO in the press conferences is always, well, why do I, he's like, I don't really, I, I schedule my season out to peak at the majors and, you know, I play in other events. It's not like I'm not trying, but I don't. You know, I don't. It basically alludes to the fact that he doesn't care about him, right? He alludes to the fact that he's not trying to win. Almost, it, mm. no, he has that. He has that aura about him. I'm and not going to jump over with you. I'm on not that me. Either. Oh no, I'm jumping on it because my criticism on this, my take is, is that don't act like don't act like you don't want to win every tournament. Just because you've only won three PGA tournaments, tour tournaments. And you've won four majors. I think he feels a little slighted by that, almost like people are criticizing him for it. And it's like, look, it's fine. Tell him you you show up and you are one of the most clutch golfers in the world, right? You show up for the majors, you show up for the big tournaments. So don't kind of hide behind the curtain and say like, okay, I only I only warm up for forty five minutes and I don't really care about these. Like you care if you're there to win, own up to it and tell the audience, tell your fans, tell whoever. That yeah, you'd like to win more regular tour events. You don't know why you haven't. It just cards haven't felt that way. He kind of lie. What well, my my point is, he kind of lies behind that excuse a little bit. In my, in my uh, okay, so I think I think the reason why it's getting so much buzz is not is the unusual situation of uh, his Sunday routine of really not even hitting any balls, right? And he just putted. Clearly, we just spoke about how his putting game was off. And that's clearly what his focus was going into this non-major. And there's twofold for this. This is the way I see it. There are a bunch of different people who need to warm up at different times. Like, what is it? Dustin, DJ, he probably, he doesn't warm up that much. Yeah, maybe 30 minutes. I think I was reading that. He stretches a lot. He doesn't really, and he does chips and putts. Woods is about probably 90 minutes, maybe Jordan Spieth as well. well we're is, just guessing. We, do yeah, we have any facts on this number? No, no, like, I'm, not guessing, I'm not guessing. I'm not guessing. No, 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 no. no I'm not guessing. I'm not guessing. I'm, I, this is just through articles that I've read. Yeah, on. Right. I've done my research. Yeah, big journalism here. Hello. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I'm they just, I'm just I'm pulling it out of my ass, you guys. You know, you know that like, sounds about I'm, right. That's Tiger Woods. Just like Shot. Tracer or a track man, we should have a warm up clock on everybody. No, I don't think that's that's necessary because there's two reasons for that. One, they could very well be doing their own type of warm ups before going out in in the public, and um, they could be doing it in the comfort okay, of their Brooks, own. Brooks is, say, Brooks is saying he's not. Okay, so great, he's not. But the reason why he probably didn't do, I'm not, I don't know his reason. Let me just say that. But I just think that. He, after his performance in um, in Ireland, he had a horrible putting. He wanted to focus on the putting, and that's all he did this past Sunday. And guess what? He showed up, and he won the tournament. Hello. So that's – I don't know. I just think that there are different athletes that do different things, and if you want to warm up in the comfort of your own home, so be it. Uh, I'm going to side with Emily here. Um, yeah, I think in especially we're not talking. We're talking about the most individual sport there is probably in golf, right? I was going to say not sport, period. Um, yeah, definitely. So, so everyone is their own corporation. Everyone does things differently. I, you know how all these guys stretch and usually lift weights in the morning. Yeah. 
Um, and they probably go on, they probably do bikes. They probably do, they, they do other yeah. things. They might go for, I, I don't know. I'm just pulling this out of my ass. They might go for a run. I don't really know. But do uh, yoga, Steve, whatever it is. Steve rolling his eyes. So, so listen, I understand that Brooks is now kind of playing to this karyotype of like a nonchalant guy who doesn't care that much. Yeah. But he's playing to that. I, I agree that he's playing to that. But I think there's a sense of truth to it. Because it's who he is, yeah. and no matter what, he's winning golf tournaments do, doing it. So who cares? What I don't he know does. how much we can criticize him for it. Who who cares? No, I, I I I I'm not. It's not like a huge complaint. I do agree with you that that's kind of who he who he is a little bit. But I think he's playing to it a little bit. He's, he is as a defense mechanism, which is like he's not really. And look, who are we to call out Brooks? He's like I said, he's the most clutch golfer in my opinion of of this of this time right besides yeah. tiger i mean you know if i but i i'm gonna i'm gonna say tiger's uh peak was you know early 2000s i think brooks is just a cocky little golfer he is totally cocky and i like the cockiness right, but tiger right, me too. tiger used to say if i show up in that golf tournament i'm there to win i'm beating your ass right and brooks is kind of saying well i only warm up 45 minutes and you know if I you set see up for me the I'm, yeah it's like i'd it's like he's making an excuse for only having the three right. regular PGA and the, Tour And the wins. whole I, practice time, Tiger Tiger immediately used to practice more than anybody, Hank right. Caney said. Why he's Before so and after. Right. right. And so he he brushes that off. And look, if you don't if you don't practice that much, fine. But just, just admit it and at least admit that you'd like to have one more regular, you know, PGA Tour tournament events. But uh, either way, he showed up this week. Uh, did and the damn it, thing. He did his damn thing. And it was WGC. It's still a big tournament. Big money. But, uh, he won but, over almost $4 million, I think, this week. Yeah. Because he got the Wyndham. He got the WGC. Uh, oh, the Wyndham Rewards. Thing. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I think I think it's... And he probably wrapped up player of the year. <laughs> probably. Oh, yeah. for sure. So uh, it's just an incredible performance. It, like I said, it could have been a little bit better if Rory could putt. Um just to get into Rory a little bit, it's crazy how how well he's like struck the ball. If you look at the way Rory has played all year, I mean, he couldn't close. He's he's almost won a, like five six yes. tournaments this year. I mean, he's had so many close calls and he hasn't been able to close out on Sunday. I don't really think he has a clutch problem or a closing problem. I think he's got a putting problem. And and any time that he doesn't basically finish the job. Uh, it's it's due to the fact I think you can look back and he's missing like four or five footers. I mean, he he made some horrible putts. He looked like he just wasn't comfortable. He also over the didn't ball drive it very well on Sunday either. Yeah, I, I guess, but he still had birdie which, putts. He still had but, chances. To which stay in leads it. to not being as close to the hole, which leads to a tougher birdie putts, right? Yeah, he um, did like hook a four foot putt, like <laughs> like yeah. Like we well, missed the early one. He missed the early one on thing on three. Yeah, yeah, right, and that kind of changed the whole day. Yeah. And he just looked like he never had his confidence after that. But I, I still think Rory's, you know, he's played, in terms of ball striking, he's played about as good as anybody this season so far. Just whether or not his putting or short game shows up. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. So, anyways, uh, so we'll see what happens in the playoffs. I think Rory's knocking on the door of a couple of wins. But, you know, I'm excited for it. We got Brooks. We got playoffs. a lot of games. Tigers playing. I mean, well, hopefully, that week. hopefully I can't we get. August 1st. Like it's soon. Yeah, hopefully yeah. we get some big names down the stretch coming through the playoffs. We will. Uh, another tournament this week, uh, Barracuda. Yep. Which is Our boy. the PGA Tour 
actual PGA Tour tournament while the WGC goes on. Uh, so uh, Colin Morikawa, who we've talked about on this podcast before, one of the young guns with Matt Wolf on tour this year. Uh, out of Cal mm-hmm. was a little bit less talked about than Victor Hovland or him. Um, L.A. boy. Uh, but I, I love the way this guy goes about his business. Uh, he's got such a nice tempo to like everything he does. His swing, his walk, his putt, his putter tempo. It's like it's all even and keeled. He's got a great putting stroke. I love watching him play. Happy that he got this win because yep. with that comes the obvious exemption for next year. He's into the majors. He doesn't have to worry. We don't have to worry about you know him going down to Webb. Yep. Uh, or Corn Ferry, I guess it's called now. But uh, so happy True. to see him win it. It deserving. Yeah, I, I, we talked about this at length, but. If you watched the 3M finish, you knew that him and Matt were Matt Wolf. That oh, is, yeah. they're going to they're be on tour for twenty plus years, barring crazy injury or bad life choice, personal choices. Yeah. This is the future of golf, right? And again, you got to see it. He did go out and shoot sixty five. It was Stableford, um, so it wasn't yeah. like he had to make the birdie putt, but he did make the big putt down down the stretch. Um, and again, future of golf. I'm happy for him. This kid's going to be here a long time playing Ryder Cups, playing President's Cups, competing in majors. It's going to be interesting to see the Ryder Cup team next year because with all these young guns coming up, it'll be – I think we could see a lot of different different, different names faces. playing. Yeah, yeah, towards the back end of it. I mean, when you I mean, you look at guys like Patrick Reed, Ricky Fowler, um, you know, a bunch of these guys that have always kind of been there on the Bubba. Past, Bubba on the back end of the – the rotation, if you will, Matt Kuchar, which he wasn't there this year, but like those kind of guys, I, I mean, I think some of those guys are going to be fighting for a spot, uh, and I think you'll see Matt Wolf, Morikawa. I think you'll see, you might see some of these guys. How do you uh, how do you do not take jump Phil, in? Right? Yeah, Phil, and again, I I think that's the guy that's again on the outer half of. I can see him more in like a uh, coaching. I mean, he, or a he was a captain's role. pick last year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I can see him more in the captain role. Yeah, so. So we'll see what happens with that. But like you said, future golf there. Yeah. Uh, Big 2020 changes announced this week. Yeah. So we got a new schedule. You want to get into that, Scotty? Let's do it. We're just like fireballing. Yeah. Where are the shots when you need it? So big changes to the 2020 schedule. Um, We got a couple new tournaments. That's right. So we got the, the Zozo Championship, which will take place in Japan, which will replace the CIMB Championship. Yep. Um, so we'll lose that, and then Greenbrier comes back. Yep. Uh, Houston comes back. Yep. Um, Missed those. So the Houston Open will be October 10th, and then the Zozo is Zuzu or Zozo? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. However, I would say Zozo. Okay. However, you want to do it, the Zozo Championship, which will be in Japan, will be on October 24th. Um. So yeah, some big, big, big changes. Um, makes the, the summer a little bit busier. We've got the Bermuda Championship, too, which is opposite the Correct. WGC in Shanghai, Correct. which is a new stop. Correct. Um, so, yeah, that's. I think it's all good stuff. I like to see the fact that they're playing Greenbrier and uh, in Houston in the fall. I think it's probably a better. better. So what will happen is, yeah, so what you have, so West Virginia in September versus West Virginia in July. I, I think West Virginia will like that having that in September. The only thing that yeah. d- d- is different here is it will go up against week two in the NFL, the Green yeah. Wire, right. which well, for whatever mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. The only um, Phil likes the Green Wire, Bubba likes the Green Wire, and our boy Kevin not likes the Green Wire, and that's about. That's it. our boy <laughs> Kenny Harms. Yeah. Kenny Harms. Yeah. 
but uh, my only skepticism for um, West Virginia in September is uh, hurricanes and, and storms. I feel like that there's going to, I know. West Virginia is really, kind of inland. They're not a hurt. I mean, um, I don't want to, you never want to say never, but I don't yeah. think they got to worry about hurricanes. Well, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Something else here. The Rocket Mortgage will now move to May yeah. out of its, out of its uh, spot that it fell on this year. Yeah. Um, and then the the Sanson Farms now gets treated more like a real tournament. So the winner, who Cameron Champ last year, uh, will now go. get a Masters invite, and the purse will go from six point six to four point yeah. four million. There you go. Some more money. Um. So yeah, you mentioned that they moved up the. Um, uh, you mentioned that they moved up the Detroit tournament, which I like because. Basically, the one the one thing I didn't like about the end of the schedule this year was having the uh, the WGC that, that we just had this past week at, at in Memphis, at just right after the uh, yeah. the Open Championship. So I think it missed a few guys because of that. Most people play, but it missed a few guys. Uh, Tiger, uh, Ricky, you know, we'd like to see those guys come and play. So hopefully that'll happen next uh, next year. Um, because that that tournament changes schedule uh, and moves up. Yeah, so. so that will be the week before the memorial, which will make travel a little bit easier too, because you go from Detroit to the memorial to Columbus now, which will make kind of a Midwest middle of the Midwest tour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it might what, actually wait, help I ha- with I'm rivalry. I'm looking at something here, Scotty, that has the travelers at July is U.S. Open, then travelers mm-hmm. is normal, and then the FedEx St. Jude at in Memphis after that after travelers. And so the so St. Jude will be two weeks after the U.S. Open, right? Correct, yeah. And then three yeah. weeks before the Open Championship. Yeah, right, right. But we're st- so you're saying we're not going Detroit to Columbus? No, we're going... Oh, oh, I didn't... Let me see this. Hold on. <laughs> we are going Detroit to Columbus. Correct, yes. okay. That's <laughs> Technically, uh, it's Dublin, Ohio, but I mean, I just oh, put yeah. my two cents Thanks in. Thanks a Buckeye to say that. <laughs> Anyway, so that's but no, fair. you're it, it is nice because you're you're doing the South from Texas for the Charles Schwab. You could do the Detroit. You go to Columbus, and then you go up to the RBC for Canada. So you're just kind of staying central in that in that area, and then you go back down to New York, Connecticut, and then and then coming over to the West Side for um, Nevada for the uh, Barracuda uh, Championship. So it's all good. Um, I think it's I think, I think it's, it's just another smart week to this to the yeah. last year's change schedule and then the big news is having japan involved uh, as a tour stop so that's cool right and so just for our listeners to understand a little bit more the cimb classic now it goes away and becomes the tournament in japan um yeah. also too if you're honda i think this kind of hurts the tournament a little bit because most of the marquee talent will play genesis wgc mexico skip honda then play bay hill and the players yeah it happened last year too correct bit, exactly right? yeah. and then obviously the 3m championship is still hurt because it's the week right after the open championship yep and then for all of our tiger woods fans he gets a little complicated summer here <laughs> so he plays memorial on june 4th the u.s yep. open is on june 18th the wgc memphis is now july 2nd the jp mcmanus Pro-Am, which he's already committed to, is July 6th. The Open Championship is July 16th. And then the Olympics, July 30th, and the playoffs, August 13th. So he's playing like every other week, starting in July. Yeah, Correct. So that's that's going to be... It's going to be... For a guy that came out and said that he's going to play less, 
It's going to be interesting. It will be. We got a crying baby in the background, too. Yeah, so too, that's so Miss Cecilia I, that's, for all you. There she listeners. is, making her podcast debut. Uh, so I did I did uh, ruin it with the knock on wood thing. Also, uh, Northern Trust returns to Boston. Correct. So that's good for all my Boston people. And then BMW's at Olympia Fields in Chicago, which is a great a great club. So. Right. So two years in Chicago is at Medina this year. Right. I just real quickly wanted to say something about you saying how uh, Tiger Woods, the complication of his schedule. Steve touched on it. I think that it's giving himself every other week. And being that it's not going international, it's not going to be as bad on his body. Well, I, well or, it is a little bit of international. Well, where right? is the international? So he plays. Again? So he plays the J.P. McManus Pro Am on July sixth. Right. And then he's got the Open Championship two weeks after. Oh. Yeah. I mean that that'll so probably get what more I, challenging. And so, but. For, so for listeners that may not be familiar, J.P. McManus is a billionaire who's very involved, heavily in golf. So I think what this actually will hurt, unfortunately, is the Irish is Open. Is the Irish? Oh. Right, because guys will play this J.P. McManus Pro Am. Then probably play the Scottish and into the Open, or just take the week off. Yeah, I don't know if because nobody played the Irish Open this year. So well, besides besides well, the European, might tour even guys, be less. John Rahm was might like even the be only, less this yeah. year. So, anyways, we'll go to lunch. <laughs> uh, well, I don't even know where it is next year. We'll have to look that up. Maybe maybe we'll make a wagon with trip. Anyways, uh, what's next, Scotty? Um. We, uh, there's been also a change in how many players play on the weekend. Oh, that's right. So Another it will change. be harder for guys to play on the weekend and make the cut. So they're going to go from 70, the top 70 players and ties, to the top 65 yep. and ties. So essentially, this aims at a big point that we continually debate on this podcast, slow play. And so one of the things that answers was is let's reduce the number of guys that are on Saturday and Sunday to play quicker rounds. So therefore, we're going f- from uh, 70 to 65. Yeah. Now, I, I personally don't like this. This makes it harder for guys to make a living, harder for guys to make a check. Again, this isn't a SCGA local qualifier. This is big boy, real world PGA Tour. I don't think we need it. But nevertheless, the, the we'll make the change. So I actually agree with you on this one, even though I'm I'm a faster play advocate. But because I don't think it actually helps, I, I think the the round, the, really the twosome or the foursome dictates how fast or slow play is, and so all they're really doing is maybe helping out the broadcast a little bit right. here by shortening the amount of people playing. Um, it's not necessarily the pace of golf; it's it's the field. And then the the other thing that I agree with you, I mean, I obviously agree with you on the fact that, like, look, it's hard enough to make it out there. Yeah. Like, you know, if you've been doing 70 it, for right? a while, then keep it there because it's it's so hard to make cuts. And that's how guys make that's how guys make a check. That's how guys make a living. So I don't like that. Um, and then what are you really saving? You're saving like two tea times on the weekend each. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. You're saving like, well, maybe more, two or three tea times right. on Saturday and Sunday. So you're not, you're not. You're not biting off a huge chunk here. And couldn't I make this point? Since now guys will know where the cut... The guys always know where the cut stands. So couldn't they take longer on Friday if they know they're on the cut and slow down play even longer now because they're going to look at that three-footer or the four-footer even longer? Maybe, yeah. I mean, I think any time you're on the cut line, there's always going to be a set number of people on the cut line. It doesn't matter whether there's 65 or 70 people there. Uh, so I don't think it slows it down, but I, I, I don't think it speeds it up. It's just, you're just cutting out a couple, you're, you're cutting out 
two to three tea times. You will basically. help a TV broadcast though, but not having to get so right. many guys through. Yeah, but he and it's it's just you'd start you'd start you'd finish a little earlier because you're not really covering the guys who barely make the cut on Saturday and Sunday morning. Right, but again, the television doesn't have the cameras don't have to come on as early. You don't have to. If, yeah. There, yeah. there has been some examples. Scheduling, There's yeah. been some examples of guys that have made number 70 on the cut to go on and get a top five. Oh, absolutely. So get a, get a top. There's one guy that had, I think. I mean, every once in a while, Peter, someone's I, on the cut line I think and actually Carl, wins. I think Carl Peterson got a T second and finished 70 a couple of years ago. So again, I just don't agree with trying to make it harder for guys to make a living out there. And that's essentially well, as, what they're doing. Yeah, as it is at 70, you have guys that. They're, they're sometimes the cut lines only eight shots off the lead so it doesn't matter how many people you're back exactly. it's, it's if you're within if, if you're within you know eight shots can be made up in two days you know so I don't know I, I don't think that really helps out the slow play thing I think we talked about this last podcast that they really want to do something about that start enforcing the rules <laughs> speaking of enforcing the rules yes um, Sergio Garcia <laughs> another temper tantrum yes, yes. this is becoming I mean it was already a thing. But now this is becoming like a normal thing, like an every week thing for Sergio. Uh, we didn't talk about it on the Open Championship uh, recap, uh, recap, but he was filmed throwing his driver at his caddy after he hit a bad drive at, at one point on the weekend at the Open Championship. Um, total like childish move. And now uh, this past week was was digging at the green. I think he took a divot out of a tee box or a few divots, like took some wax Correct. on and, the tee box. And for all of our listeners, there's video I mean, of it. You can go watch it. You can just put it on Twitter or what YouTube, but you can go watch it. What are we doing with this guy? I mean, we got to throw him in some perjury. Like, what are we, what are we doing yeah, with this guy? Yeah, again, well, when this happened earlier in the year and he, you know, took the divots out and then he, they had the video of him in the bunker, the European tour had an opportunity to find him and say he can't play for six months, and they dropped the ball because he's such a big money maker in the name of golf. Total, if you need more evidence, if you need more evidence that you should do something and actually penalize this guy, and again, this isn't his first, second, third, or fourth offense. If there's anybody no. following <laughs> his career, this is the same guy that spit in a cup at the Open Championship, it's right? It's a normal thing, right? And so. He's got to grow up, and if he doesn't, you, European Tour, PGA Tour, RNA, step up, USGA, step up, and say this guy can't act this way. And if when he does, because he will do it again, since he's never had to pay any price for any of his actions right. he's done, either find him, and that doesn't really hurt because he's got more money than he could ever do with it. You got to suspend him, right? Yeah, take away the playoffs, him. take away his six months. Say, say he can't play in the Masters. Got to do something. On the other hand, um, I agree with you right there. Do something. But uh, on the other hand, if you're not going to do anything, again, same thing with the so play. This argument that like I'm a little tired of the tour or the USGA or the RNA or whoever just upholding this kind of like easy like laissez-faire type of attitude with these things. If you want something to change, then you got to do something about it. If not, part of me, the fun part of me wants to say, you know what? If he wants to do this and he's, they're going to allow him to do it, right. why don't we just encourage other people to do it? To your point. Why don't we just start it, throwing clubs in the, in the crowd? Let's start swearing on TV. Let's just do the whole fucking thing. Let's go all in <laughs> to your and point. just flip it upside down. To but your if point, you're not going to do anything about right? it. Like, like what's preventing JB Holmes from taking six and a half hours? Yeah, let him do it. There's nothing, right? Let him take seven hours and let's, let's, uh, let's just anarchy out there on the pga tour let's just say no rules and uh we'll, we'll have a happy gilmore type, type of session right. i mean that's i mean well like, listen the pga tour has protected these guys for so long 
and 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 it stems to they want to protect the big names yeah and no one wants to do anything I mean, as a fan, if you told me this week on the internet someone was going to be doing a Sergio Garcia slam cam, like just <laughs> something, just some follow him all day. Let's just watch him and see what the hell crazy shit he does. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'd probably watch it. But again, if you're going to try to enforce rules and uphold like, you know, the sacredity of, of, of golf and try to make this a, a gentleman's sport and whatnot, and, and I, then you got to do something about it. I, you know, have some balls here find his ass have some balls him. i like that have some balls anyways uh all right so that's so i guess we're not getting credentials from no. next year. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i think you know i think it's well warranted yeah um but i said if they want to sh- if the, like i said i would totally tune into a hothead channel it just should be john rom <laughs> and sergio garcia and you know i think matt wallace it, yeah matt wallace uh what's the what's the other english dude's name um uh, Tyrell Hatton. Yeah. Uh, Tyrell Hatton. He'd be a good watch. Um, let's just do that. Let's do like a rage fest. We'll just call it like the rage channel and we'll just see what goes on. I think that'd be great. Uh, anyways, uh, shifting gears a little bit to one of the most beloved names in golf. Mm-hmm. Tom Watson, uh, says goodbye to competitive golf. I believe this weekend. Uh, well, at least the Open Championship. At least the Open golf. Championship. I, I I heard a couple different things. Some some said people said it was going to be his last tournament. Others said it was going to be his last Open Championship. So it's for sure his last Open Championship. That's what he said. But his comments were some of the fact that I can't compete. These guys are too good. Yeah, and this which, is the senior PGA or senior you, Open right. So which leads you to believe that he might be hanging it up in totality right. for good. He he hasn't commented more on the subject. Yeah, no, not not really. But uh, it was he always gets a good send off over there. The fans yeah. love him. Uh, senior Open Championship was at uh, Royal Lytham in Saint Anne's this weekend. Uh, it was um, again. I still, as we've said in this podcast a bunch, love watching Lynx golf. So I did catch a little bit of that on Golf Channel. I did catch a little bit of his final holes. Um, you know, it's 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 fun reliving the history and seeing all the the different things. The guys won an Open Championship five times. Yeah, he's a I beloved mean, son over there and, in Scotland, yeah. and Ireland, and and everything. He's had an amazing career, and to see him, you know, have a proper send off and get emotional about it, and the way that yeah. that country and the way that Lynx Golf has embraced him because of the fact that he embraced it. Yeah. And yeah. It, as a golfer and someone that appreciates the historical sense of what he's been able to accomplish. I think hats off to him, and, and how could you not like watch that and just want to sell and cheer for him? Yeah, and just seems like a great guy. Uh, there was a, there was a, uh, we were, actually Scott, we watched it after we did a podcast one time. It was the Tom Watson. It was Correct. At Mur- was that Murfield or Turnberry? Uh, when he was stu- lost to Stewart Sink at fi- he was fifty nine. That's right. just stupid. But yeah, I don't know the year uh, off the top. Of my- I think it was at Turnberry. It was at Tom at Turnberry. Makes sense. So uh, he. Yeah, he, he almost won right. an open championship at, at 59. 59. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Um, just a five iron, or what he had, eight iron too good, right? He should have yeah, had nine. Eight iron went just a little bit too far. And then a, and the worst two putt I've ever seen, a two putt yeah. at first putt attempt I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was it was a brutal thing to watch. I mean, basically the guy should have won it, had it, ended up going to a playoff with Stewart Sink. You guys may all know this if you're, good, if you're uh, golf fans. Um, but after that, it was just funny. It was kind of reflective of his personality, I think, in the press conference he walks in after he just almost pulled off this amazing feat to win a six open championship and you know it's kind of quiet in the press room and he he talks first he's like well it's it's not a funeral guys <laughs> i thought that was a great line 
Um, he's, you know, and uh, he's always had a good attitude about those things. So sad to see, uh, sad to see him go. He's always been kind of one of the guys that look up for, uh, look up to. He's great swing. Love watching him hit wedges. Uh, so Tommy, see you later. It's been real. The original TW. The original, right? That's right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's all I got, Scotty. You got yeah, I, I think docket? that completes it. Um, obviously, you know, we'll have them this weekend. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Nashville this weekend. Mm. No, all right. Yeah. What are we getting into? Oh, trouble. <laughs> okay. As know, we should. Win, winners on Thursday. Tootsies. Tootsies. We'll tootsies and, there we go. Rooftop you know. at Tootsies. You know, just having fun, listening to some good old honky tonk music and some, some barbecue, just like some good Luke, old boy should. You know, <laughs> just some Luke Bryan blaring yeah, out. Track up, track up the tailgate on mm. some ice cold beer. Uh, all right, well, I like that. Just going for fun. It's going for fun. Any golf? No golf. All right. Purely drinking and country music. All right. Uh, By the way, uh, shouts out to some one of my favorite bands that I got to meet on the golf course this week. Uh, okay. Midland was out uh, playing some golf. Oh really? Um, this week that at I the Shire? was able to at the Shire. All right. um, I like it. Uh, we got to get out to the Shire. My friend Rich has been trying to get me out there, so we got to get out there uh, maybe on one of these Fridays. I'm in. Um, but being a dad is kind of hindering that a little bit. Yeah, well, you got it, my. I do. Um, <laughs> she's been awesome. Uh, I had to play a match this weekend at, at you know at the club and uh, and so how did, she was totally how did we do? Cool. I did. We did good. We so won. 77 and a win. Oh. This fa- I, fatherhood's changed your golf game. Yes, yeah, maybe I just don't care as much. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've been playing. So, now do you advance to the next round? This is I'm great. Advanced. Our, our listeners want to hear. Steve is, Steve is advanced. And they it basically, they do this thing. A lot of clubs do it. It's President's Cup, Director's Cup. This is, this is the one-on-one match, which is President's match Cup. Match play. Match play. But bracketed tournament, you win one. You schedule a match once a month. You win that. You keep on going. So once a month. Cool. Oh, yeah. it's not a mild match. So it's long. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's but it's long. It starts in um, you know, it goes. Uh, it starts in March and it'll go till uh, you know September. All right, do we October. know who we play next? I don't. Okay. I don't. So stay tuned. Keep our so listeners. Stay tuned. Keep our listeners abreast on this. We might have to live stream it in. <laughs> All right, we'll do that. I like that. I like that. So uh, yeah, Steve's moving on. Uh, we uh, are around this week. We'll be back next week. Enjoy the Wyndham. Scotty's out in Nashville. Yes, sir. Uh, post to the Wagon Whiff account. All right. We'll see. Let's let's I'll let people live on. vicariously through yeah. the Nashville. What a great city. I love that city. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, give us a shout out. Give us a follow on Instagram at Waggle and Whiff Pod and on Twitter at Waggle and Whiff. Yeah, and and can I just say one thing? One of the most important followers and supporters we have uh, reached out via Instagram. Uh, his name's Sean Brooks, uh, and he's dealing with some health issues. So to Sean, if you're listening or able to listen to this episode. Just want to let you know we support you and uh, thank you for all the support. Shout out to Sean. Good luck, Bandy. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye.